in the turn lane going the same direction right next to it has almost no cars in it. This same herd mentality has now surfaced concerning the subject of spanking. More and more, spanking is being called an act of violence. But let's use our brains here. Are doctors and dentists committing acts of violence when they cut into flesh, bloodying their patients? What distinguishes a physical exam from molestation? Doesn't motive and a greater good count for something? Do the means really unjustify the ends? I doubt scripture would condone the rod if love and a greater good weren't the end game. Find out how Shepherd's Hill is transforming lives and transforming culture at licensedparent.org. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. Save your state or get sued by the government. All I can say, God bless Texas. True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. They've done it again. All they've done in Texas is tried to stop the flow of fentanyl, the flow of illegal sex trafficking and cartel to come into their state. They've set up barriers. They've set up screening. And what's happened? Did the government say, we want to help you, Texas? We're grateful because you're helping the rest of the country. No, our government is suing Texas. That's right, folks. Look it up yourself. All I can say is God bless Texas. Thank you that someone has a conscience to enforce the laws. Of course, we want people to come into our country, but legally. And we want to know who they are, and we want them to become great Americans and a great part of what we're doing. So thank you, Texas, for standing up for what's right. Pray for the leadership of Texas and pray for our government. They'll wake up and quit suing their own friends and family. True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. Available now in bookstores or go online to firstwordsofjesus.com. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Wednesday, January 24th. We're already almost through the month of January into 2024. And I'm so glad you're joining us today. This is Doug McCary of His Light International Ministries. And today I'm joined by one of our SWAT leaders, Craig Henderson from the Mandarin SWAT group. Craig, glad you could join us and fill in for Brad today. He is uh, out and not able to come today. So thank you for filling in on short notice, brother. Hey, no problem. I'm glad to represent Mandarin SWAT and be able to help you out. (laughs) You well, uh, it, you're always a pleasure to have in here. I appreciate your heart for teaching, for uh, just following the Lord and wanting to serve Him any way you can. And uh, I know you and I both share a common love for helping the needy. Uh, I know you, you are you, you're on the board of City Rescue, right? Absolutely. I yeah. just actually just came from a board meeting to come here. Oh, really? I, why yeah. did I think y'all's boards were on Tuesday or something? Well, uh, we do a Bible study every Tuesday. Okay, that's what uh, it is. Yeah, right. I knew you did something and uh, I'm excited that I get to go teach in March down there. Yes. Uh, they started, I guess, this year. It's a new thing. Uh, they're doing Sunday services. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. There's a, there's a chapel on campus that had been used by a local church and they moved into another facility so there was a need in the area 
And so City Rescue Mission just opened up and have their own staff and have people come in and preach so they can serve the local community right around them in Lackawanna. Well, they do such a good job. One of my prior board members, Bud Toole, served down there for a long time oh. and uh, mm-hmm. just had a heart for it. And I've I've had the privilege of sharing at Christmas, at Easter, uh, Thanksgiving down there and just always get blessed, you know. In fact... I think it was at last year you invited me or got me uh, an opportunity to was it to speak at Thanksgiving? Yeah, or, it was a Thanksgiving dinner. And I met a guy from Houston who was in an event I spoke at at mm-hmm. Houston twenty something years ago. Came up to me because he remembered part of something I shared, like from my own personal Your story. story. Yeah, and uh, we had a connection. It was just really a cool thing. So uh, again, thanks for what you do down there. Um, well, if you're just tuning in to SWAT radio for the first time, first of all, I'm glad uh, you are listening. And uh, it's no coincidence that you just flipped over to 91.7 or 91.9 or 89.3. The Truth Network, which is in uh, 91.7, is here in Jacksonville. 91.9 is in St. Augustine. 89.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. But we also have folks listening on WMOX in uh, Meridian, Mississippi, WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, and on the Lighthouse up in Virginia, in the Virginia Beach area, Portsmouth and Chesapeake area up there. And so we're grateful that you're listening and to our podcast listeners, our people who listen um, live stream. Uh, We take this first segment, if you're just tuning in, and we usually talk about things going on in our world, things that might be in the news. Obviously, from a political standpoint, the New Hampshire primary was yesterday. Everybody's talking about that. But something else came up on my news feed that, um, and and a, a couple of guys have shared. So I thought we would delve into it because I think it's an important thing for us to talk about. A guy who is a very well-known uh, teacher uh, Pastor Alistair Begg um, was shared from something. He gave advice uh, to a grandmother who wasn't sure as a Christian that she could attend the wedding ceremony of her grandson who was marrying a transgender girl. So it was a guy biologically a guy who is either transitioned or in the middle of transitioning and so she wanted to know as a believer (laughs) should i do that well uh and this was beg's response people may not like this answer but i asked the grandmother and this is alistair beg speaking does your grandson understand that you believe in jesus yes Does he understand your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't uh, affirm the choice he's made in life? She said, yes. Well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, I suggest you go to the ceremony and buy them a gift. And she was taken off guard, it says in the article. Well, here's the thing. Your love for them may catch them off guard. Your, but your absence will reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I thought. They're judgmental, critical, unprepared uh, to affirm anything. And now his comments are really coming under fire from a lot of Christian leaders who are challenging him in that. Because you're talking about a wedding. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, according to what God says, right? The only people that count in a wedding are a man marrying a woman. And even within that, there are guidelines for selling. This is, it is the most uh, basic form of, of uh, community. Right. The first community, a man and a woman. God made Adam, he made Eve. And so uh, a lot of people are giving pushback saying what he said does not square with the Bible. It's it's wrong to come from a pastor. It's very confusing because think about it. And and I agree with what they're saying. And I understand the argument. You want people to feel loved. You want people to feel loved in spite of their choices, right? Yeah. But but, but let me ask you this, um, Craig. Let's say you're. You, how many children you have? I have two. Okay. And uh, boy, girl. Two girls. Two girls. One of them comes to you and goes, hey, Dad, listen, I'm so excited because um, I have been accepted as the lead witch in this coven, which meets in the Jacksonville area. And a part of the ceremony of my installation is going to take place in two weeks. And uh, would you be willing to come? celebrate that it's really important to me for you to be there and and they are going to sacrifice an animal to it uh but it would mean a lot if you'd be there now this is your daughter Mm -hmm. you love your daughter but would you go participate in that as an observer you know i think i'd have to have a real serious conversation with her about you know my beliefs how i see this um, and, and really dialogue with her about that and how it, how much offensive it is to mm-hmm. have that conversation with her. Um, you know, I think one of the tough things probably for me is, is the whole thing of, um, you know, where does love for her occur? Where does love draw the line with, um, what she's doing, mm-hmm. you know, and how do I, how do I, live into that relationship with her in a matter that she knows I love her. I love her, but who she is as a, as a child of God, but how I also feel about her, you know, that decision about like in your case, you call it a coven and, and, you know, an animal sacrifice or things like that, which would be really which is satanic. Yeah. It's absolutely. satanic. Yeah. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is uh, there is no such thing as a marriage outside of a man marrying a woman when a man is marrying another man who's claiming to be a woman it doesn't matter what surgery he's had correct it 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 is a man marrying a man which is not a biblical marriage which is a god-ordained institution and 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 you as a believer if you're a believer yeah i i this is I, i believe it's pretty clear that we do not affirm that in any way now can you tell your child you love them yes listen i love you i don't agree with your choice right um and you know what i i i can meet with you guys later but i can't be there at because i don't believe it it is even something that should be happening and i i can't come 
Do I support you in it? No, I don't. Any more than I would take my daughter to have an abortion. Right. I would not do that. Right. Exactly. If she chooses to... to go do that, that's her choice. Will I love her in spite of that? Yes. But I will not enable her in any way, shape, or form to do that. And it's the same with a marriage. Right. Um, I, I, You know, what do you do when they say, is there anybody here? Well, I guess they don't say it probably at that wedding. I maybe. doubt it, yeah. Uh, because, anyway. But I, I just, uh, I read that and I was surprised that Alistair Begg, who is usually really is he? solid, mm. he is very solid, but there is a growing trend among even what I would call solid evangelicals with the transgender and with the LGBTQ in the name of love it is such a difficult thing isn't it it's just it's is cra- it it's loving crazy. is it loving to affirm a delusion no right is it loving to affirm a lie no it's not and so what is love is it is it loving to let somebody uh know that you care about them you can let them know you care without attending the event of a wedding. A wedding is a sacred institution that God ordained. Now, do people get married apart from that? Yeah, you get people go to the justice of the peace. They go do all kinds of things, um, kind of weird weddings. One guy married himself over in Europe. Did you see that? No, I can't. I'm not kidding you. He had (laughs) half a tux on one side and half a gown on the other side. And literally married himself, which is insane. That's insanity. You know what? That that is so much of of Genesis chapter one, where <laughs> where like you can be like God, and yeah. you 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 make your choice as to what the Almighty has uh, done. Yeah, and and, and this is the deception that the evil one is just casting out throughout the world. Yes, and and social media is uh, it's a it's a big part of people no longer believing a truth it's only what's true to me that's not the truth yeah so i i just thought that was an interesting dilemma now it is a dilemma for um alistair Begg, and and there everybody's waiting kind of on his response Mm -hmm. to these christian leaders that have really called for him to um explain and come back and um you know, and, and people are kind of lining up on both sides. Well, he's true. You just got to love him. And and see, that's the narrative that's presented out there is to act biblically, to speak biblically is not loving. And that's the most loving thing you could do. Well, that's, I was going to say that the whole, just the just got to love him is such a, a nebulous term as to what that really means and how you, how you, how you speak truth in their lives into a into a manner that really does uh, reach deep in their heart mm-hmm. well i i i look at um things you know people like we talked about matthew today and it says jesus says i desire mercy and not sacrifice well what he's talking about there is that that we should be merciful to people in the sense that when God enlightens them and they come, we show them mercy and forgiveness. We, 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 you know, God doesn't want us 
to be judgmental in the sense of we don't make final judgment on people, but we do live according to what the Bible teaches. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be talking about this for a few weeks. Oh, yeah, I think so. so. I think Anyway, so. hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Uh, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be back and going into Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. We'll be right back with more of SWAT Radio uh, after this message. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Riverside at 91.7. I've been held by Savior. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It is uh, Wednesday. We had two good SWAT meetings today out at the YMCA out at Ponte Vedra Beach and then today at lunch at the Salem Center. And tomorrow uh, we have a SWAT meeting. It meets at 6.15 a.m. at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, which is located over off Belfort Road, right off, off yes, sir. Uh, right there uh, by the uh, Wounded Warrior building. Exactly. And they do a great job. They make us breakfast pizzas in the morning. Yeah. It is a, it's a welcoming environment if you're interested in getting there, and it's great fellowship with the groups that there. Yeah, for more information, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Click on meetings, and that meetings tab will take you to the address. And then Friday morning down in St. Augustine um, at the uh, Village Inn down there. And um, Christopher Park and Rick Brackett helped lead that down there. So appreciative of those guys. Um, Just continue to pray for Georgia, Christopher's wife. Uh, She is a good friend of ours and uh, continues to be in a battle with cancer. 
just pray that you would uh, lift her up and pray for Christopher as well. And I don't know if you heard, Craig, uh, one of our SWAT brothers from the beach passed away from cancer. I uh, saw that in the email this week. Uh, yeah, Chuck Horner. Chuck was a um, SEAL. He was a great guy. I really enjoyed getting to know him over the past few, uh, really the last couple of years. And um, Chuck is, um, like I said, he was a Navy SEAL. And um, it battled, it was a form of... Um, uh, stomach cancer basically and um he uh his his memorial is going to be on um on uh, friday uh but um he was 68 and uh, which is kind of young uh today but um wow. like i said he was a uh, very highly regarded navy seal and um, loved having him at swat he was part of bible study fellowship and everything and uh mm. He uh, he's going to be missed. He's you know, Doug, that's right. one of the things I really have grown to love about SWAT is the brotherhood and the community and the, the fellowship with the guys that happens in the Bible studies. Um, it's just re- been really meaningful and powerful for me personally. Yeah, uh, he um, one of the things the last week or so of his life, as he was in and out of hospice, he uh, he really treasured his Bible, which is not the first time I've seen a guy do that. It was really um, good to. And one of our SWAT brothers was kind of walking through that. So just continue to remember his family mm-hmm. as uh, they uh, remember his life on Friday. Um, and again, I pray for uh, sweet Georgia, uh, Christopher's wife. And um, and uh, we just sure love them and praying that God will give them all they need to go through what they're going through. Well, uh, speaking of which, you know, we today... Uh, are actually looking at verses 8 through 12, the last part of our section, which is Mark 2, 1 through 12. And this whole week, we've been looking at the healing of the paralytic. And with the, with the lens and, and, and caveat that Jesus always prioritized, and you, you don't say always too much, but, right. but he always prioritized the spiritual healing. Because the the truth is, everybody that Jesus healed of their temporary illnesses, whether it was paralysis, whether it was a leper, and leprosy was not temporary. That was a terminal thing. Um, But everybody he healed ultimately died. Nobody did not die and, and, and pass from this earthly body, like Paul says, to get a new body, the heavenly body. And so... Jesus was always prioritizing truth. In fact, that was the first thing we looked at on Monday, that that as Messiah, he prioritized divine truth. It, he was speaking the word, the logos. He was the word. Everything that came out of his mouth was truth. And so we looked at that on Monday along with what he spoke and how he spoke prompted divine faith in people. Because those people that the Spirit was moving in, that the Father was drawing, would hear and be drawn to him as the real Messiah. Not a false Messiah, not just a teaching, not just to get a need met, a felt need, but they needed healing. They needed that deep, uh, eternal healing that only God can give. And that's just not satisfied by having your temporary um health issue dealt with think about the woman uh, who had the issue of blood 
She touched sure. him. Yeah. He wouldn't let her leave until he dealt with her inner issue. Yeah. And I you, you, I remember in the in the notes and stuff where, where Jesus really came to, healing was not the purpose of his reason for being here, right? No. It was to draw us all back to God, back yes. to a relationship with God. And that, so that was the, that was what the, the ultimate purpose is. It is. And he, he, um, exercised this divine mercy. I mean, these people, whether it was a woman at the well, whether it was a bleeding woman, whether it was, um, the demoniac in the grave, the graveyard, or whether it's the leper or now the paralytic, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, the only true Messiah provided divine mercy to these people he looks at this paralytic and this guy we don't know how long he'd been paralyzed but we know that he couldn't move can you imagine craig what it must have felt like in that culture like you know i i've had people that are confined to wheelchairs want to go to israel with me and i said well it's really not designed uh for you to be able to get around very well over there i'm sorry it's not like here where there's wider sidewalks and they do everything this think about two thousand years ago there's no ramps or anything like that no elevators no real wheelchairs either right right. so it, it was a tough life and yet when jesus saw him he you know he 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 didn't just say hey uh you're healed get up the first thing he said is child uh your sins Sins are are forgiven and that that right there, and we talked about that. the The greatest personal benefit we get from Jesus is our forgiveness. Our our um, our slate is wiped clean with God. Right. No other religion in the world teaches that. Uh, most religions we said teach morals, ethics, social justice, social responsibility, uh, earthly peace. But our greatest need for anybody listening is peace with our divine creator. And uh, Jesus is the only one who can forgive sin because it, it, there's by no other name can men be saved, and that's what it's talking about. And so when Jesus made that proclamation, it drove the religious leaders crazy. They didn't know what to do. Who is this guy? Why does he speak like this? Like only God can do that. He's blaspheming. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it just evoked this thought in me of going back to Matthew 6, 13 or 16, Matthew 16, where Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And he said, uh, the disciples said, some say, uh, Elijah, some say Jeremiah, uh, some say John the Baptist, some say the prophet. And he goes, but who do you say? That is probably the most important question you could ever ask anybody who do you say Jesus is? That's right. That's and right. and Peter said, you are Messiah, son of the living God. You are the Christ. And this was a pretty big moment because the Jewish people saw Jesus as a, having a primary role of delivering them from Rome. Yeah, take me away from my oppressor. Yeah, they did not think about spiritual regeneration. They didn't think about their own need for repentance they wanted to be fixed without repentance and that's very familiar to today right oh yeah yeah we want to be we want our problems solved mm-hmm. external problems but we're not willing to change our heart problems mm-hmm. 
And so the scribes struggled with who Jesus was. How could this guy be Messiah? I mean, he's blaspheming. Mm -hmm. Messiah wouldn't make, Messiah is sent from God, but he's not God. That was their mindset. How can he save people from their sins? Only God can do that. By the way, do people still struggle with this today? Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They 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 want to they want to hear what makes them feel good. Yeah, yeah. And, and wait a minute, you you mean I can be the worst murderer in the world, and I just say I believe in Jesus? And when they say that, oh, the way they say it a lot of times is, I just pray this little prayer and I'm in. That was not what it meant. Correct. The prayer, and this is a problem with the way we've shared the gospel over the years, we've reduced it to a very small, simple formula. If anybody lead somebody in the prayer he prayed to be in the kingdom no i've never have but yet it came from his heart that's what's the most important well in verses 8 through 12 and i'm gonna get you to read them here um uh, we see the divine power he makes can you read verse 8 through 12 yeah starting in verse 8 it says and immediately jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves said to them why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose immediately and picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorifying God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Never saw anything like this. We see his divine power that he possesses there, and we're going to talk about that when we come back, how he responded to their questions, their questioning, their, their ridiculing, and displayed not only his power but his authority. So uh, we're coming right back. We're going to break for the news on the half hour. You're listening to Doug McCary of His Light Ministries and uh, my good brother, Craig Henderson. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back after the news with more SWAT Radio. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. National Weather Service meteorologist David Ross says, Parts of the country are getting some warmer weather moving in. Areas of the southern plains that had 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 been near below freezing, if not at times below zero, um, for about eight or nine days until fairly recently, are expected even today uh, behind a cold front to be in the 30s and 40s. So that's already substantially milder. Rain was expected to continue pushing across the Gulf Coast on Thursday and Friday. Also at SRNews.com, Donald Trump wins the New Hampshire primary by a convincing margin. His second straight victory in his quest for the 2024 GOP nomination. But Nikki Haley is vowing to fight on and stay in the race. 
The former president's sex abuse defamation trial in New York is postponed for another day along with his expected testimony. The former president has another day off to celebrate his win of the New Hampshire primary before court is set to resume. On Monday, a juror felt sick and was told to take a COVID test. The defamation trial against Trump will determine how much in additional damages he will have to pay writer E. Jean Carroll. She was awarded $5 million in the first trial by a different jury that found him liable for sexually abusing her in the 1990s and then defaming her, Trump denying any wrongdoing, calling her a liar. Julie Walker, New York. An Alabama inmate scheduled to be the first person in the U.S. to be put to death with nitrogen gas is waiting to see if he'll receive a last-minute reprieve from federal courts in his bid to halt the execution. Alabama intends to execute 58-year-old Kenneth Eugene Smith by the never-used method of nitrogen hypoxia on Thursday. Stocks higher, the Dow up 13 points. This is SRN News. Biblical insights from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie. God's will is not an itinerary, it's an attitude. What do I mean by that? God doesn't give you a blueprint every day at 5.03, go here, at 7.09, do that. No, rather we just open up the scripture because God speaks to us through his word. Then we pray and off we go taking steps of faith. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I think you'll find if you put one foot in front of the other, just seeking to obey the Lord, God will speak to you. I think he speaks to you more often than you realize. So just start your day off with prayer in the scripture and say, Lord, I want to be in your will today. And I believe you will be. Impact your world with the gospel by knowing God and making him known. Connect with Pastor Greg Laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails. To get started, visit harvest.org today. There's major delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound at Lem Turner Road blocking two left lanes. Also, there's an accident at I-10 eastbound at the ramp from Hammond Boulevard blocking the right lane. And there's a broken down vehicle on the east beltway, 295 southbound before I-95 on the north side. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 65. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 82. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug McCary with my good brother, Craig Henderson, uh, who helps lead the Mandarin SWAT. They meet tomorrow morning at 6.15 at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. You are welcome to come. It This is an open group. It is not closed. They would Absolutely. love for you to join them. For more information here in Jacksonville, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's SWATradio.com. And then on uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, we have the SWAT Zoom at 7 p.m. And I'll be leading that. If you would like to come to that, we have 12, 13 guys 
get on Zoom on Thursday nights, you're welcome to join us there. Uh, just send me a, an email at Doug at SWATradio.com, and I'll be happy to um, go ahead and um, put you on. Also, I wanted to let you know that tomorrow uh, is uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they're having a, um, a, a meeting, uh, the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Northeast Florida Christian Chamber, and they've got Al Moeller, Dr. Al Moeller, will be speaking as their January luncheon. I think they do one luncheon a month. Um, but it's going to be at the Schultz Center downtown uh, from 11 to 1. If you go to their website, I believe you can still uh, register for that. Uh, he's speaking on Conviction to Lead, which is he's got a book by that title. It's a great topic. Dr. Al Moeller um and uh, he will be speaking on leadership that's based on, um, you know, biblical values, obviously. So um, love for you to be a, be a part of that. I'll be there. And uh, just go to their website, which is neflchristianchamber.com. That's neflchristianchamber.com. Well, Craig, going back to Mark chapter 2, you read, um, verses 8 through 12. And again, just giving the what I call the hooks that we've been kind of going by on this text uh, that God reveals in Jesus a Messiah that first of all prioritizes divine truth. Two, he prompts divine faith. Three, he provides divine mercy. And four, he provokes demonic opposition. We dealt with all those this past week, Monday and Tuesday. And today we're looking at uh, this idea of him possessing divine power. And I would add authority to that. It's power and authority. You know, to have divine power, you can't really demonstrate that um, without the authority. He, he, he made a statement, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees, the religious leaders questioned him, hey, who do you think you are to make a statement like that? And Jesus said, um, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk. So he responds to them. He does this a lot to their question with a question. But I want to go back to their question. The word for question there is the, the word. It really means reason. Why do you reason these things in your heart? Because man ultimately doesn't like to embrace a system that condemns him. You know, to be part of God's kingdom, the first thing we have to acknowledge is that we can't figure God out on our own. Right. We have no ability to get to him. We can't will ourselves into that relationship. We can't even see a way to get into that relationship apart from him. That's the first step we we got to realize we we can't do it yeah and i think that's the best part of the human I mean, it's the fallacy all the way back to adam and eve but you know that, that we want to know we want to be in control mm-hmm. honestly we want to be in control we want to know why uh, yeah yeah and so essentially we want to be like god we do it goes all the way back like you said to adam and eve well the second thing that we have to acknowledge is no one is accepted by God on their basis of their own goodness. Right. We, none of us possess enough goodness to
to be accepted by God. Now, you would think that's an easy thing to comprehend, but we live sometimes like we could be good enough. Yeah, like, well, I'm better than yeah, so and so and so, right? But but so and so isn't the comparison. That's right. It's Jesus. He's the. How do we stack up against him? So, um, and none of us can stack up against him, right? Uh, and then the third thing is there is no remedy for our sin apart from Jesus. Jesus is the only answer. Jesus is the only way. There is nothing else that we can do or have done for us to be in the presence of God without sin, uh, to have our sins forgiven. It is only Jesus. And a lot of people don't like that. Well, I mean, Jesus, somebody addresses that in the Sermon on the Mount when like, you know, when you say, well, you know, I haven't committed adultery, but you know, have you looked after, after a woman, you know, with lust? And so it's, it's, he, he's going like, it's what's in our hearts. We That's, can, we can feel, we can look good and wear nice clothes or whatever on the outside. But every one of us in our hearts. That's right. It's not about the outside. That's, That's why leprosy is such a good um, reminder to people The the thing that we see on lepers a lot of times is not the actual disease it's a result of the disease and it's the same with us oftentimes the symptoms that we try to repair are not the disease pornography adultery greed coveting um jealousy whatever it is that's not the disease the disease is the heart it's the sinfulness of our heart we are sinful when we come into the world and so Jesus saying or hearing their questions as which is easier, your sins are forgiven or rise up. Now, why does he say that? Well, of course, it's easier to say that your sins are forgiven. There's no way to verify that. Yeah, nobody can prove it. Yeah, somebody would have to go to heaven, witness God judging somebody and, and holding them guiltless because of Jesus. So there's no way to verify it. It's not provable. Right. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And then he says in verse 10, that you may know, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority, which is position or rule, to forgive sins. Because only God can forgive a sin. A human being can't do that. This Jesus is not just a great servant human being that came from God. He is God. And, you know, twice in the Old Testament, there's a reference to uh, the son of man, uh, both in Psalm eight and in Daniel seven in Psalm eight. Uh, I, I remember growing up, there was a song we used to sing in church that had this in this. And I, I, so it's always stuck in my mind. What is man that you are mindful in him or the son of man that you care for him? You've made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, the angels, and you've crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. So son of man there indicates man the ruler. Do we see man as ruler today? Does man rule our, our world today? Not effectively. No. No. Well, if, if 9-11 did nothing, it showed us how little control we have. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I had a guy at one of the SWAT meetings who said, yeah, we do. And I said, really? I said, 
well, what would it look like if you were in a, uh, let's say, a cage full of lions? How would you rule those lions? Would would you rule over them, or would they rule over you? I mean, like that—that yeah. that would not be anything somebody's going to jump in and and do. And so, uh, man is messed up. Our world is messed up. It's broken. And in Daniel seven, starting in verse thirteen, Daniel writes, I saw in the night vision and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days. This is God, the father and was presented before him and to him was given dominion, glory and the kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. His kingdom is one that shall not be destroyed. Who's that talking about? Jesus. Yeah, Messiah. Absolutely, Messiah. Messiah restores all things. Man, who was the under-shepherd of God, lost his rule, and it will be restored by Messiah. Is it restored yet? Not yet, but it will be. That's when we see in Isaiah, the lion will lay down with the lamb or the wolf, right? You'll see the wolf and the lamb lay down together. Uh, Children will play with snakes, asp. Mm-hmm. which are poisonous snakes they won't have to fear. Um, and so Jesus makes that statement. He's saying the Son of Man is going to set everything right. And so you know I do have that authority. He, he tells the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And Complete they, evidence of his authority. Yeah, it was immediate healing. Right. This man is a picture of salvation too, Craig. We're paralyzed, yeah. and only God can heal us. Nobody else nobody but god could have healed this man yeah i love how he was um he and he had a community around him to help support to pull him in to give him that opportunity he did and jesus told him by the way this guy had been paralyzed for a long time think about what had to happen for him to walk his muscles had to be reconstituted all this stuff and it says he rose he picked up his bed and went out before them all imagine the looks on their faces well when we come back We're going to look at the last part of 12 and kind of close this up, and people are welcome to call in. So uh, uh, keep listening. This is our last break. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll see that uh, the Messiah produces divine praise. When you're hanging around the real Messiah, he's going to produce some divine praise. Awesome stuff. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It is our last segment as we go into this segment. This is usually a good time for you to call or email if you want. Uh, we, we certainly encourage you to call in. That That's one of the things that kind of distinguishes SWAT from a regular, what I would call podcast. We're not a podcast, we're a radio broadcast, but we do podcast our episodes and um we're live every day. I, I know when I, I call people like tomorrow is guest day. And usually on guest day, uh, when I'm calling to set up the interviews, a lot of people today will say, hey, so uh, what time's your podcast? Like, I mean, what time do you record? And I'm like, no, it's a live radio broadcast. And um, they're like, oh, okay. And um I'm like it's a it's it's a live radio that we podcast. We record it, and thanks to James Grimm and uh, Dave Humphreys and those guys, we are able to um, to uh, put it up. And by the way, uh, since I'm talking about this uh, tomorrow, our guest is Pastor Zach Terry. Uh, Zach Terry is the pastor at uh, um, First Baptist out at uh, Fernandina. Uh, First Baptist Fernandina, uh, which is at Amelia Island. And um, Zach is a, a great guy. He was over in Israel when October 7th happened. Oh, goodness. And they got out of there. Well, I'm hoping to talk to him a little bit oh, about I, that. I remember seeing that in the newspaper when yeah. they were, they were actually didn't get away. I mean, weren't there a, a day or so before they could actually, they could actually leave Israel or something? Yeah, yeah. it took it took him a while. So yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear about wow. that. He has a podcast called Maximum Life and uh, actually uh, wrote a, a book called Our Spiritual Battlefield. Wow. So I'm looking forward to having him on. Brad has known him for a long time and uh, just uh, looking forward to having him on tomorrow. Is Pastor Zach Terry from First Baptist Fernandina. So I uh, hope you'll join us tomorrow for that. And um, anyway... We are live, and if you want to call in, I'll give you that number. It's 844. It's real easy. 844-777. Perfect number, right? Seven, three sevens. Yep. SWAT, 7928. On your on your phone, if you look, you spell out SWAT. It's 844-777-SWAT. I've always loved that number. I got to pick that number, which is great. Um, and so uh, you can call in, and we'll answer your questions. You're free to ask about whatever we spoke about in the first segment. Um, maybe there's another spiritual question nagging at you that you've always wanted to ask your pastor that you don't hadn't had an opportunity to, that you can call in and ask, or you can comment about uh, or ask question about what we're talking about now. Just real quick, kind of want to tie this passage up off uh, for the week. Um, the, the last little um, hanger there for uh, about, Jesus is Messiah is uh, he's a Messiah that produces divine praise. Why? Because he's divine. I mean, the praise goes to God. It doesn't go to man. It goes to God. It says they all were amazed in the text that you just read and they glorified God. Why? Why did they glorify God? Because they said they've never seen anything like this. 
it reminded me, Craig, of back in Exodus eight nineteen, where Moses was doing the plagues, and um, you know, back in uh, in Egypt, yeah. and uh, the the guys who were Pharaoh's magicians were able to emulate some of the stuff, but when he brought in the gnats. It said that the gnats, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hate gnats. Do you hate yeah. gnats? Oh, gnats gosh, are awful. They're, they're, yeah, they're, and so I brought a bunch of gnats. You swat them away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it says, all the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. And the magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they couldn't. So there were gnats everywhere. And then they said to Pharaoh this, they said, this is the finger of God. This yeah. is something we've never seen. This is something we can't emulate. This is beyond our world. What Jesus did with the paralytic to tell him to get up and walk and him doing it was out of this world. And when they saw it, it said they began glorifying God. So as um, as we look at this whole text, this uh, Messiah who prioritizes divine truth, He's a, a, a Messiah who prompts a divine faith, who provides a divine mercy. He provokes demonic opposition. Why? Because they hate the divine. He possesses divine power and authority, and he produces divine praise. Why? Because he is divine. He's a Messiah that is divine. He is God. And so our takeaways are Jesus is Messiah. He's God. He's not just sent by God. He is God. Second, Jesus can forgive anyone he chooses to. By the way, this paralytic, what did he do? Yeah, I mean, he, we don't know anything. He's he, just laying he, there. There's no action that he took. Yeah, he's just laying there. Right. And and so Jesus chose, he said, your sins are forgiven. We don't know if the guy even asked him about that. That's mercy. That is his mercy. And then it Jesus gives new life immediately to those he forgives. He he forgave the man his sins and said he says rise up and walk, and and he his whole life changed at that moment, you know, and um, he gave new life immediately to him. When Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and and um, Nicodemus goes well. How can I get back in my mother's womb? I can't. Right. And he's trying to think about it. He says, no, 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 you're, you're missing the point. Nicodemus. The spirit goes, the spirit brings life. The spirit causes you to be regenerated. Yeah. It's that heart transformation, like full transformation of the heart from the inside out. And by the way, you don't, you don't pop out of spiritual regeneration, a fully mature believer. Just like I'm not born a fully mature man, right? No, you pop out and you are an infant, Paul says. That's right. And and you desire you desire the pure milk of the word, but you have to grow. It is a growing process. And again, even that process is sovereign by God. He grows you. He continues to grow you. And it's 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 not uniform for Craig one way and Doug's the same way and then Joe's the same way. It's different. He has a plan 
that he is unfolding. Yeah, we're all unique. You know, we're not all the same. And so just like in school, I didn't learn the same way as other kids around me. I don't grow in Christ the same way as everybody else. But it's the commitment to do it. It is. And it's and it's a response mm-hmm. to that grace. And so faith is evidence of his divine mercy working in our life. When we exhibit faith, it's not because we go, wow, I, I'm conjured this up. I willed this faith to happen. No, it's evidence that his divine mercy is um, drawing us, mm-hmm. strengthening us, and beckoning us to obey our master. That's what Jesus said at the end of Matthew 28. He said, go teach, make disciples, teach them to obey all that I've commanded. And what? I am with you always. I'm with you always. We're never alone. And at the beginning, what did he say? All authority has been given me. So, um, which brings us to the last point. Divine faith is always linked to action. It's not passive or dormant. This is, this is an issue for a lot of people in this country. A lot of people believe that you can have divine faith without action. Jesus didn't sit in a room and just pontificate out and people just came around. He was out meeting everybody. He was going to get in front of people and talk about the relationship with his father. Yes. And, you know, even the thief on the cross, and I think he's a great example of somebody who at the end of his life calls out to Jesus. Jesus, um, the reason he calls out is because there was an initiation of divine faith on the part of the father Mm -hmm. to draw him. He responded. And what did his life look like well he rebuked the other thief before that moment he had been joining with him in ridiculing jesus after that moment he rebukes him don't you know we deserve what we got he doesn't he's innocent then he says jesus remember me so divine faith is always linked to action it's not passive or dormant so here's a question for us what are we doing with Jesus as Messiah? Are we following him? Are we like the Pharisees trying to ridicule him? Uh, are we upset with him? Um, and what guides us, divine truth or human reasoning? They were looking through a human reasoning lens, not a divine truth lens. No. Because God is God. He's He can do what he wants, right? Yeah, I think it's such a challenge today, and probably for for me personally and anybody that's listening is is you know the reality is we are being discipled by our culture all the time, twenty four seven, and and it's easy to get drawn in and want and human reasoning, you know how how are, how do we figure things out? And yet Jesus calls us; it's just simply trusting Him, mm-hmm. trusting Him, trusting in Him. That's exactly right. Well. Uh, again, Craig, thank you for being in here today. Um, uh, certainly love your heart for the Lord, and thank you for teaching over there on the and leading uh, on the uh, Mandarin side. And um, just want to remind our listeners tomorrow, Zach Terry is going to be my guest uh, from First Baptist Fernandina. He's the lead pastor out there and senior pastor. And so uh, he, I'm going to ask him about his time in Israel. He was there during the October 7th thing. So had a group over there. I look forward to uh, hearing his perspective on that. 
and some things that happened maybe uh, out of that and just hearing his story and letting people know about what God's doing up in the Fernandina area. And today is my daughter Rebecca's 15th birthday. And Rebecca is 15 years old. Uh, We adopted Becca, I think, about nine years ago. 